Adios, my darlings. Um, I'm in the process of moving house, hence the informality. Uh, but I wanted to bring you this update at about 11 p.m. UK time. Uh, something very, very interesting has come out uh, for Palantir that I think is, is wise to share and to speak about. Uh, I tweeted this out, Danton's media on Twitter. Palantir just beat Microsoft, IBM, AWS, Google in the AI race. A quote from Dr. Karp, we have now captured more of the market than any other company in the world. I also, please retweet this. I tweeted to Dr. Karp and I mentioned to him, Dr. Karp, please come on my darling podcast. We will have a lovely conversation about philosophy, dating, and Palantir. Psychedelics may or may not be involved. I cannot comment uh, <clears throat> on that uh, any further. Uh, but regardless, um, they were my tweets. I highly recommend you follow me on Twitter um, for some just amazing tweets and some interesting insights into Palantir. So let's read this amazing letter uh, because it's pretty interesting. And I think it's, it's very much worth your time. A very interesting insight that we're going to touch upon is the TAM. What is Alex Karp's expected expansion? Um, because I've kind of viewed him as a socialist sometimes. Sometimes he says some uh, things that, that, that concern me as a shareholder. I think, how big does he want this company to become? Well, we have some clarity. He wants this company to become huge, basically. And we'll touch upon that momentarily. We've always viewed ourselves, says Dr. Karp, as something of an insurgent. But we've increasingly found ourselves as the incumbent, particularly in the US. The strength of our US business is significant in gaining increased momentum. In the 12-month period that ended on June 30, 2019, we've generated more than $223 million in revenue from, the, from our customers in the US, including leading industrial enterprises across the country, as well as defenses and intelligence agencies. Important to note, if you cast your mind back just a few uh, months ago to COO Sankar and his recent interview with the Morgan Stanley analyst, he stated that he believes um, Palantir is crystallizing their philosophy and their thesis and their plan in the US, hence why we're seeing outstanding growth. And then they're going to adopt that plan and replicate that plan elsewhere in the world, in which I hope we're, we're going to see um, within the next few weeks, uh, sorry, months and years. Um, so what you're seeing is a crystallization of the strategy in the US, hence why you're seeing this amazing growth. And then uh, that, that strategy is going to be adopted elsewhere. Three years later, in the 12-month period that ended on June 30th, 2022, the amount of revenue we generated from our US business rose to um, $1 billion, representing 67 compound annual interest uh, growth rate. Pretty amazing uh, growth rate, I think, I, think, I think it's fair to say the least, representing a 67% compound annual growth rate. A pretty, pretty staggering um, for, for a company. And you can argue, yes, this is the US business only, of course, but as I mentioned, I think the US business is, is incredibly important. And when you consider the fact that the US is a nation in which is often ahead of the curve, uh, they are the leaders in the world when it comes to technology. They are the leading indicators that you should take into consideration. I think this is a very optimistic view. Um, the fact that the growth is compounding at such a staggering rate. The shift in our business and the increasingly broad adoption of our software in the US has been driven by the willingness of American institutions to innovate and adapt. Carp literally read my mind. The fact that the US is uh, the most innovative nation in the world, uh, well, take that with a pinch of salt, but uh, commonly the US is deemed as the, the, the most innovative nation in the world. Um, the US is a place in which innovation thrives and um, 
I think it's fair to say that this growth is not trivial at all, is what I'm trying to get at. We generated $563 million, for example, throughout the first half of this year in the US market alone, nearly five times the amount of revenue we generated in the US in the same period three years ago in 2019, a 5x in revenue from 2019 to 2022 in the first half of 2022, to be specific in the US market alone. Um, a very, very optimistic picture. And when you take into consideration the words of Sankar, the fact that they're going to crystallize their strategy in the US and then replicate this elsewhere in the world, a very, very amazing picture uh, that is being painted uh, as a company. You can just see that staggering growth um, that I think is, is very wise to, 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 to really uh, digest. This is interesting too, because in my view, this is kind of a dig at Snowflake um, or some sort of dig at the other companies in which are perhaps addressing uh, issues that, that the, the Palantir is just doing far better. Most, most companies are content with addressing idiosyncratic, meaning unique needs and insufficiencies of select customers. In a subset of industries, the markets we seek to address, particularly among the world's commercial enterprises, is essentially unlimited. That is a huge, 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 huge piece of information uh, from Alex Karp, because there's been commentary recently um, that Alex Karp is a bit of a socialist, Alex Karp, um, isn't really the biggest capitalist. He doesn't really want Palantir to grow that much. He's only going to let Palantir grow uh, within a specific subsection of, of a specific range of companies. He's only going to allow Palantir to grow to you know a few hundred companies, and that's it. He's not letting Palantir grow anymore. Well, this just totally um, destroys that thesis. The fact that the CEO of Palantir have basically said that now uh, the, the, the TAM commercially is essentially unlimited. Uh, let's just kind of reiterate that. The markets we seek to address particularly among the world's commercial enterprises, is essentially unlimited. The markets we seek to address is essentially unlimited, according to the CEO of Palantir, uh, Dr. Alex Karp, in this pretty amazing uh, letter. We've now captured more of the market than any other company in the world, uh, he mentions. And this is specifically in reference to the artificial intelligence software sales um, of Palantir. You can see by company here this pretty amazing chart um, that Palantir is ranked number one when it comes to artificial intelligence software sales by company with, uh, with, with, with some other companies following behind, including Microsoft, IBM, AWS, and Google. Um, and this is from the worldwide AI platform software market shares, um, IDC, which is obviously a very reputable source. Uh, and I believe they do, they do, they do this kind of um, analysis annually, which is just incredibly, incredibly interesting. So for the fact that Palantir is beating the likes of Microsoft, IBM, AWS, and Google in AI software sales uh, is very, very staggering. That's not a trivial thing at all. Um, I think it's very important to, to note the, the, the valuation differences between this, these companies and the fact that Palantir is a fraction of the size of these companies. It's a fraction of the valuation of these companies, a fraction of the multiple of, the, of these companies, and yet it's still beating these companies within artificial uh, intelligence software sales. I actually tweeted uh, just moments ago to Alnado Trezzi, and I said, well, this obviously gives us some more indications that once Palantir does sort out their sales bottleneck, uh, wherever that specifically is, um, the fact that they're already leading within AI should give us huge optimism for um, the, the, the growth rate of this company over the next few years. And that's by no means saying that everything is clear sailing, but it just gives you that, 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 that bit of optimism the bit, of, the, the, the tiny bit of kind of verifiability uh, that your thesis is correct in some manner, which is obviously very, very positive. Alex Cup goes on to mention this is not simply about software. 
the construction of the world's artificial intelligence infrastructure and systems, which are used by special forces to target terrorists, for example, implicate that the most intimate and challenging issues of the public life, including the need to guard the rights of individuals against powers of the state. The stability of the often fragile democratic experiment also requires results and execution from institutions, including both industrial enterprises and government agencies. And those institutions require effective software in order to function and to serve the public. I, I just think... I just think we're, we're better getting started. Um, I really do. And, and, and CEO Alex Harp has mentioned uh, very recently on, on, um, on an interview with, with Stanley Druckenmiller that, uh, that Gotham is just starting to sell. Um, Foundry's not even really uh, s selling at all yet. And Apollo, I mean, they haven't even started thinking about that. So you have three products which are still in inception phases, um, specifically the, the, the latter two, uh, Foundry and Apollo. Foundry's barely even started to sell um, at all. Apollo 2, and that's the words of Alex Kant. That's not my kind of uh, opinion. The development of our software is not intended to merely magnify in a linear and direct fashion the output of human labor. Instead, our software aspires to augment the productive power of the human mind, indulging in rather resisting its idiosync idiosyncrasies and, and, means, and, and means of making sense of the world. Uh, a bit of a tongue twister there. Um, but I think that 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 is referring referring to the kind of symbiotic symbiotic relationship between AI and people, which is kind of the cornerstone of Palantir's thesis, uh, and it's a very interesting kind of thing that I always think about the fact that can AI ever re completely re replace a human? I mean, AI is AI is really good at crunching numbers uh, at, at, a, at a rate that humans just cannot even comprehend. Uh, but, but if you give AI a kind of contextual uh, decision making process, uh, it usually just completely messes up. Um, and, and, and on the other side of the debate, if you give humans millions of numbers to crunch within a matter of milliseconds, it, they can't do it. But if you give humans a contextual analysis, a contextual situation, humans are great at this. So Palantir is kind of the symbiotic relationship, the symbiotic, um, symbiotic kind of communication between AI and humans, which is um, pretty contrary in view. So many people believe that AI is going to take over the world, it's going to take over the jobs and we're all going to be hopeless and die. Um, it's kind of a, a pretty uh, interesting view that I think is wise to, wise to question. The most significant arms race of our time is to construct the next generation of AI. I totally agree. But the blind pursuit of analytical dominance without a willingness to impose one's values on that, which is being built to subjugate software to one's will, will lead to, more, to, to little more than a shallow and short-lived triumph. Uh, therefore, obviously, touching upon Palantir's uh, dominance when it comes to uh, the kind of values that they uphold within the software, uh, instead of kind of blindly just pushing AI out to the edge. Our world's most vital institutions in both the commercial and defense sectors will not survive without the right software, and we building it. Sincerely, Mr. Dr. Sir C. Karp, the CEO of Palantir uh, Technology. So a very, very interesting uh, takeaway. The biggest takeaway for me is the commentary uh, regarding Palantir's TAM and the fact that he hints at uh, the commercial enterprise TAM being essentially unlimited. Huge, 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 huge statement uh, that has kind of given us some more validity in regards to Palantir's vision and Alex Karp and his thoughts. Uh, this company really, I mean, they, when, when a company like Palantir, which is a fraction of the size of Google, of IBM, when a company like Palantir is uh, winning in, the, in, in, in these kind of races, um, I think there is something to see there. 
there is there is a case to be made that this company is unique. This is a unicorn company. How many companies? What what is? I don't actually look at the stock price ever. Pound to what is it valued at twenty billion or something? Fifteen billion, um, a fraction of the valuation of, of the likes of Google um, and either these other giants. So, very interesting letter. Please do let me know your thoughts um, and. Make sure to check me out on Twitter too, uh, and hopefully retweet that tweet so that Alex Carp actually comes to my podcast and we can have a very interesting conversation. What was your main takeaway? Let me know, and I'll see you very soon.